Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning to you and welcome to a Thursday, or as we like to call it, the Hometown Breakfast Eve. Yeah, that's a good point. Where we start to uh, get really excited because the Hometown Breakfast is coming up tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be at the Huck House Brunchette uh, once again coming up tomorrow morning, broadcasting live from uh, 6 till 10 o'clock. Now, Huck House Brunchette does not open until 7. Keep that in mind. We've had some uh, different locations in the past before that don't open up until 7. Last week was one of those. And as soon as the doors were open, mm-hmm. there were people ready to come in and uh, eat some breakfast. And that's perfectly fine. And who knows? Maybe if you show up a little early, maybe maybe they'll take pity upon you and uh, allow you to come in a little bit yes, early. you could be drinking coffee before they're even open. There you go. So once again, Huck House Brunch at Glenwood and State. That is the place that uh, we will be. Coming up tomorrow morning, we invite you to stop on by. And why is it also another good reason to stop on by? Because once again, we will have another pair of tickets to see David Spade, stand-up comedian, actor. What else? A sitcom actor. Yeah. Um, Adam, he, was in, he was in several sitcoms. Yeah. Adam Sandler friend in a lot of his movies. And, of course, mm-hmm. uh, a movie that still makes me laugh to this day. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, I know uh, it. well, and uh, Tommy Boy is number one, um, uh, and then uh, Joe Dirt number two. Oh, okay, Joe Dirt, really? Joe Dirt is just hilarious to me. I don't, never, know I, you why. know, I've never actually watched that. I, you I've had access to it forever. I just have never gotten around to it. Do yourself a favor, okay, and uh, spend some time with Joe Dirt because uh, it, it's hilarious. It really is. He does great in that movie. So we'll have those to give away uh, tomorrow morning, too. We'll also uh, have another pair of Jackson Country Stomp tickets. That's coming up here next month. Uh, outdoor Amphitheater, Ford mm-hmm. Idaho Center. That will be going on there and very popular. And various country uh, acts will have a chance for you to win those tickets coming up here tomorrow morning. And it, it kind of tomorrow will be uh, Huck House Day. Um, well, it would be Brunchette Day because at 9 o'clock we'll have our... Uh, Sweet deal, KBOI sweet deal of the week again, and it is a brunchette sweet deal. So you can use it for either the Huck House brunchette or Blue Bench brunchette, which just opened up a couple of months ago. They're sister restaurants, although even though they're sister restaurants, they have different menus, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It's not the same exact thing. Um, So you can go to both different places and get uh, completely different food. So um, anyway, at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, that sweet deal goes on sale at KBOI.com. We've done the Huck House brunch yet before as a sweet deal, and it's always sold out under five minutes. So we're expecting it again to do that. So if you're not there by 9 o'clock, you're probably going to miss out. So just make your plans to do that. Still sounds like sort of a... An, an early '90s pop group, or I mean, not early '90s, early '60s pop group, the Brunchettes, the Brunchettes, or uh, well, and Johnny Mimosa and the Brunchettes. You can you can literally say that Brunchettes because uh, I don't know, if, I don't think they're quite open, but I think they're just a couple of weeks away from opening their newest Brunchette mm-hmm. in McCall. Um, eh, man, and I can't remember off the top of my head what they're going to call that one. Is it Brunchette on the Lake? I believe I believe it's Brunchette on the Lake because it is one of the few restaurants that are literally right on the lake. Mm. So you'll be able to sit out on the patio just like 15 yards uh, away from the lake if you would like. But okay. um, I believe that opens up in June 
if I remember correctly. So if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I apologize. Technically, it's brunch at near the lake then. That's there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not actually in the lake. Um, Dow Jones, futures pointing lower uh, ahead of the opening here. We got uh, over uh, an hour to go, but down 261 points, which uh, adds to the Dow drop yesterday of 1,164 points. Okay. I'm sorry, 1,164.52 points. I don't want to leave out that .52. Wow, 1,100-point drop. 1,100-point drop yesterday. Standard & Poor dropped 165 points. The NASDAQ sank another 566 points. And the reason when I say uh, the NASDAQ, and sound surprised that it dropped that much, uh, the NASDAQ has now dropped over 30% since it's high. Now, are these actually, I mean, I read this online, so it might not be true, but are these actually signs of the apocalypse? I don't believe so. Okay, good. Um, There's a lot of stuff online that isn't true. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, here's the thing. And this is, you know, I'm glad you kind of asked that question. Is it a sign of the apocalypse? So this sounds horrible that it's down 30% since it's high. However, the NASDAQ, even being down 30%, is still above pre-pandemic levels. So even before the pandemic, when we saw that huge drop, Mm -hmm. um, if you go back to 2019 and before, the NASDAQ is still above that even though this sounds horrible to be down 30%. So I suppose we're in relatively safe shape. Uh, relatively. Okay. I, I wouldn't say safe shape. People are losing money. If you are heavily invested in the stock market and uh, you have retired and are using your retirement as as your your money, um, you, you could be a little bit freaking out. Um, take a listen Take a listen to this. this. This is really something to listen to. Peter Lynch, Fidelity, um, talked about, the stock market, market crashes. Um, uh, take a listen, because this, this makes so much sense for those of you who are investing. Have been 25% or more. That's known as a bear market. We've had 15 declines in 93 years. So every six years, the market's going to have a 25% decline. That's all you need to know. You need to know the market's going to go down sometime. If you're not ready for that, you shouldn't own stocks. What you learn from history is the market goes down. It goes down a lot. The math is simple. There's been 93 years a century. This is easy to do. The market's had 50 declines of 10% or more. So 50 declines in 93 years. About once every two years, the market falls 10%. We call that a correction. That means that's a euphemism for losing a lot of money rapidly. (laughs) We call it a correction. Of those 50 declines, 15 have been 25% or more. That's known as a bear market. We've had 15 declines in 93 years. So every six years, the market's going to have a 25% decline. Every six years, the you're market a, is going to have a 25% decline. You ever feel like your whole life has been a correction? <laughs> yes. It, this week, a couple, as a matter of fact. I love that uh, <laughs> explanation. Yeah. I, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's a correction, which, which means uh, losing a lot of money rapidly. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, quite frankly, it is true. And when you're in the middle of it, it seems like it's, you know, as you call it, the apocalypse, the end yeah, of the world, because exactly. you're losing a lot of mon- money rapidly. But you got to remember, you know, in the history of the stock market, you know, over the long term, it has always gone up. Now you see these, as he just mentioned, every two years on average since the stock market began, you have a correction every two years. And every six years, you have a bear market. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't had a bear market 
in in quite a while. It's been a much yeah, longer than that. You have to go back to 2009, so we were well overdue. Right. I mean, it's been almost entirely bull since then. Yeah. So I know it seems like it's it's horrible. We'll talk more about this today. This this is kind of how we wanted to get into it um, today because we didn't have a lot. We were talking about the uh, election, the primary election on Tuesday yesterday, but we got a little bit into talking about inflation and how it is affecting us this morning and started to get quite a few phone calls and emails yesterday. So that is one of the things we're going to be talking about is inflation changing the way that you're starting to spend money. Has it changed your vacation plans this year because of gas prices being ridiculous? Oh, and by the way, if you think they're bad now, wait till you hear the prediction that was made uh, yesterday. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, yeah, it's not good news. We'll get to that uh, and more all coming up this morning. Plus, we're still regurgitating on the primary if you want to weigh in on that. Not all the races uh, are finalized. There is one race that is only separated by six votes, which will uh, begin an automatic um, recount mm-hmm. um, because it's less than uh, 1%. So um, we'll talk more about that coming up here for you this morning, too. Right now, it's your first check on what's going on with sports, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations in Meridian and in East Boise, the old Quiznos location off Gowan. Get in for lunch or dinner today. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. The Bronco men's golf team has finished its run in the NCAA regionals. Boise State's men's team played in the NCAA regionals for the second year in a row finishing 11th this time in the Bryan, Texas Regional. To move to the championship round, they needed to finish in the top five. Broncos had two individual golfers finish in the top 25, Hugo Townsend tying for 12th at one under, and Max Charles tying for 24th at three over. The NCAA championship will have a local qualifier, though. Rocky Mountain grad Carson Berry will represent Oregon State in Scottsdale after finishing as the highest individual player on a non-advancing team. He shot three under and won a playoff. Bob Beeler, Newstalk KBOI. There was some NBA basketball played last night. Western Conference Finals saw Golden State defeat the Dallas Mavericks 112-87. to During that game, you look at the Warriors, they play pretty well in the postseason. Curry, 21-15 for Klay Thompson. Andrew Wiggins had 19 points as well. And then you've got guys coming off the bench that are doing something. Poole put in 19 points last night for the Warriors as well. One game to nothing edge on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm Rick Worthington. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Phone lines are open. We are uh, still digesting uh, results of the primary. And if you didn't get a chance to uh, weigh in with your thoughts on that yesterday morning, you still have a chance if you would uh, like. Um, some of the races still not uh, confirmed as of yet. Votes still being counted. Some uh, races and also um, there are races that are just going to be too close. Um, Representative Scott Stein has already said that he is going to uh, call for a uh, recount in uh, his campaign against uh, Judy Boyle. Judy Boyle currently leads that race for uh, Representative District 16, I think it is, um, by six votes. Six? Six. Well, that's an automatic recount, so he doesn't even have to call for one. Yeah. Um. There were there were some close races in the state. You may see a couple more recounts in uh, some of the other elections. Um, by the way, if you want to uh, get an update, way too many of them for us to go through, as we mentioned yesterday. But 
we have you updated. And uh, we got your back if you want to check out other races, local, county, state races uh, throughout the state. You can do that very easily by going to KBOI.com. Also, uh, another thing, we're going to talk a little bit more about this this morning, but uh, television uh, seems to be coming to uh, Boise all of a sudden over the next month or so. One of those uh, happening coming up here next week. I don't know if you ever watch the uh, show Restaurant Impossible. Uh, I don't. I don't. I've never even heard of that one. Uh, Restaurant Impossible has uh, Robert Irvine as the uh, star. It's kind of a cool show. Um, Restaurant Impossible goes around the country, and um, they go to restaurants who are begging for for help. In they've either been successful in the past, um, and through you know mismanagement or whatever, they're failing. They're failing, and they roar it's, roar into it sounds, town. It sounds like bar rescue. It's a little bit like bar rescue. They have ten thousand dollars, and over a couple of day period, Robert Irvine comes in. He looks at the restaurant, sees what they need to be doing, um, and takes that $10,000 and fixes the restaurant and hopefully helping to save it. But the max budget is $10,000. So this is going to be filming here in Boise, May 24th and May 25th. That's next week. Now, you can be involved in these filmings. Um, For one, if you're interested in doing a little painting or swinging a hammer, there are two renovation shifts. 1 p.m. May 24th and 10.30 a.m. May 25th. These are paid positions, by the way. So not only will you get on TV, but you get paid to help out. If you're interested and you know how to paint or swing a hammer and got some extra time, uh, you can email reservationsimpossible at gmail.com, but you have to do that by tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Reservations impossible. Yes. Sounds like uh, my trips to the Oregon coast. Um, you got to give your full name, email address, cell, cell number, and any pertinent skill set you may have. If you want to eat instead, there are two meals. Now, one of the meals is free. You'll have to pay for the other one. Uh, one meal is 11 a.m. May 24th. The other at 7 p.m. May 25th. Um, and if you've ever watched Restaurant Impossible, the, the way this works is if, if you're eating at 11 a.m. on May 24th, uh, you're eating at the restaurant before it gets changed over with with all the new food. So the desirable one yeah. would be the uh, yeah. the the after, but that's the one you have to pay for. Huh? Uh, yeah, that's the one you have to pay for. Um, the restaurant, by the way, in case you're curious, is Island Kine Grinds at 140 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. Uh, it is one of a handful of uh, Hawaiian restaurants here in the Treasure Valley. Island Kine Grinds. Now, it, the the May 24th meal, this is probably why it's free, is because it's before it gets redone. The meal at 7 p.m. May 25th, however, you do have to pay for because that's the meal you get after the $10,000 is spent. They've cleaned the place up. They've changed the menu, whatever. So if you're interested in either one of those, reservationsimpossible at gmail.com. Once again, by the 20th at 1 p.m., either one of those locations. I haven't seen the show, but I can imagine the guys saying, okay, the good news is we have $10,000 to fix up your restaurant. The bad news is it needs about a quarter million dollars <laughs> worth of improvement. Sometimes that is the case, by the way. Mm. Yeah, reservations are first come, first served, by the way. Um, and just because you email does not guarantee that you're going to get a table, but uh, I guarantee you're not going to get a table if you don't email. But once again, all those emails must be in by 1 o'clock on May 20th if you'd like to uh, partake and possibly get yourself on the show. Once again, Island Kind Grinds, 140 Caldwell Boulevard will be the restaurant. It's I, I've seen this numerous numerous times. It's 
Um, he's very blunt. Let's put it that way. He, he's not a nice guy <laughs> yeah, when on, it comes on, in. on bar rescue. That that guy's pretty blunt. Sa- too. Same same way. It's like because a lot of times they don't want to listen. They go, no, this is the what's our what's one of our favorite sayings in business in, in places we've worked. This is the way we've always done it. This should be grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, there's a reason why you're failing, and uh, that's where uh, Chef Robert Irvine helps out in this. So anyway, uh, that's what the film, that's just one that we'll talk about a couple of other filmings that are going to be going on here over the next month, uh, for television shows. Um, one of them isn't here, but there are two people from Idaho who will be taking part, trying to win half a million dollars. And the winner in last season on this show was from Kendrick, Idaho. So we'll talk about that one coming up here too. In other words, uh, Everyone in Kendrick knows who this person is. Oh, yeah. Everyone in Kendrick pretty much knows who this is because Kendrick's, what, under 1,000 people. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not large. 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Do you think gasoline prices are ridiculous? Uh, I, I noticed last night in California they slipped over another ridiculous milestone highest gas prices ever nationwide for the medium price highest ever in idaho um and with help of city of trees real estate jmj financial the morell group fulcrum home loans jackson's and of course us here at news talk kboi we've got ten thousand dollars in free gas fuel for heroes beginning uh next week put this on your calendar it's going to be happening on thursday may 26 at 2 p.m and if you're wondering uh, where it's going to happen, we're not going to tell you yet. That will happen next Wednesday at 5.06. Nate Shellman will give you the exact location. But you know already now that it will be happening May 26, Thursday at 2 p.m. We've got free fuel for all of you who mm-hmm. are heroes. doesn't matter so, if you're a first responder, a parent, teacher, person in the military, you volunteer, whatever, you're a hero, and we're going to give you the opportunity just to put some free gas in your tank. So by that time, try to uh, try, try to drive around enough to where your tank is almost empty, but not quite. Considering the last time that I filled up my tank, it took $82, um, this won't even give me a full tank, because you get $50 in free gas. Hey, I'll, I'll still take it. A year, I'll, a I'll year a, ago, I'll take a half tank. You know, three quarters, whatever you want. A year ago, I was able to fill up my gas tank for under forty dollars. It, it last time at eighty-two dollars. Well, I don't know why you stopped going to that place. <laughs> I want my time machine back. Anyway, make plans once again. Thursday, two p.m. We know the we know the time it's happening. Watch, we'll know the place next Wednesday afternoon after five o'clock. Watch, watch us invent a time machine, and, and then of course it runs on gas. <laughs> Uh, huge thank you, by the way, for uh, putting this together to uh, JMJ Financial, City of Trees Real Estate, the Morrell Group, Fulcrum Home Loans, Jacksons, and of course uh, us here at News Talk KBOI. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. It is six forty two. He's Chris Weldon. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in and being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by participating. That's why our phone lines are always open during our show. If you can't uh, make a phone call or 
you're shy about talking to us, you can also email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Uh, you can also text us, which is the same as our main number, at 208-336-3700. Email uh, in uh, mike at kby.com. Um, you talked yesterday about long lines and two-hour waits in Canyon County for the primary what is wrong with putting a little effort into voting? Maybe if you find voting in person too difficult, maybe you shouldn't be voting. That's from Mark. I don't know. What's 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 wrong with not having to wait in line? Yeah. What's wrong with it being uh, very simple and very easy? Now, I did find some information out yesterday that um, I guess I didn't realize. Part of the reason why there was no lines and is no lines in Ada County and there is in Canyon County, and I don't know if you knew this or not, um, Canyon County is all digital now or basically electronic voting so every precinct in canyon county is electronic voting in ada county every precinct is still paper ballots Hmm. did not know that and for paper ballots you can have as many polling stations up at your polling place as you want you just have to sit down and, and fill out the paperwork however in canyon county there are only a limited amount of electronic polling devices because they're pretty expensive. I think they've uh, spent uh, over $4 million, from my understanding, uh, for the electronic polling devices in Canning County. In their mind, this is progress. So, like at our polling places, in our polling place that was just off Farmway Road, there was 10 electronic polling places. So, machines. So, if, if you came in, you had to wait until one of those 10 machines were open. Now, in, in polling places here in Ada County, however many people came in, they had different places for them, and they would just give out more of the paper ballots. So that's the main difference, because, like I said, I I think it's ridiculous that you have the same problem every time there's there's election. You have long, long lines in Canyon County, and and you don't in Ada County, and I didn't realize that Ada County was still all paper ballots. Canyon County was all electronic ballots. I didn't didn't know that either. Yeah. So there's the reason. Um, I would still say... If you're having to wait two hours to vote, it's ridiculous. I totally disagree with the fact that you shouldn't be voting if two hours you think is too much. Um, Now, there's nothing wrong with putting a little effort into voting. No. However, there are people who don't have that much effort in them that still deserve to vote. Well, and there's some people that just don't have that much time. You know, the polls are open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Well, Mm -hmm. if you have a job that requires you to, you know... To, to work that long or, or whatever. Maybe you only have a certain amount of time you can get away from it, your work. It, it depends on your philosophy. Is your philosophy that everyone should be able to vote or that uh, you should narrow it down to only the right people? Thank you for the email. Thank you for the thoughts. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is 645. Time for another update of what is going on uh, with sports again this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Once again, two locations. The newest location opened just a couple weeks ago in East Boise, just off Gowan. And the old Quiznos location and, of course, off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Good morning. The NCAA Division I Council announced yesterday it will relax restrictions on college football's conference championship games, allowing conferences to determine the teams that will participate in their whatever title game it is, 
The decision will pave the way for conferences to avoid having title game matchups determined by division winners, as well as possibly eliminating divisions altogether. And it didn't take long for a Power 5 conference to change things up. Just minutes after that announcement, the Pac-12 announced that starting this coming season in 2022, the conference's title game would feature the teams with the two highest winning percentages. In its release, the Pac-12 outlined how, in... Five out of the last 11 years, divisions have kept the conference's title game from featuring a different matchup that includes two teams with better rankings. In 2011 and 2012, for example, the conference title game would have featured Stanford and Oregon, both ranked in the top 10 those two years, had it not been for divisions, which allowed an unranked UCLA team, which was 9-5, and UCLA team to play in a title game instead of an 11-1 Stanford team and an 11-1 Oregon team. So the Pac-12 is already changing things up for its championship matchup. I'm Rick Worthington. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up, another chance this morning to pick up a $25 gift certificate to the Pork Barrel Belly in Cuna. Get yourself a great breakfast uh, or lunch. We'll be there in a couple of weeks for a hometown breakfast, but this gets you a free breakfast if you can answer the Casper and Chris Damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Interest rates rising, uh, limited inventory getting harder and harder to uh, purchase a home, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. But it, there are still opportunities, and a uh, professional from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, can help you with those opportunities. First-time home buyers program, put as little as 3% down, and uh, other programs that could help you out. That's why you should call today at 208-888-4128. Our question today, the infamous red phone that you've heard about and even seen in many movies that's a direct connection from the Pentagon to Russia has never actually been red or even a telephone. It was originally a teletype machine. Then it became something else, which eventually was replaced by another form of communication today. What are the two forms of communication came up after the teletype machine as the official red phone between the U.S. and Russia. If you know them, stick around. You can win coming up this morning after 8 o'clock. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Several candidates spoke about their goal to keep Idaho a red state and to hold to conservative values. Our news partner, CBS2, was on hand as Idaho GOP chairman Tom Luna said the Democrat Party effort is increasing in the state. And they're not going to come here and try to change your mind or my mind. They're going to start working with the new folks that have moved in and said, this is a great state. Uh, Welcome to Idaho. But you know the politics need a little work. Join us and we'll make this even better. And then you end up like Colorado, a red state that is now a blue state, or Nevada that was a red state is now a blue state, Arizona, and go on and on. That's their plan. Other Republican candidates on hand emphasize the need for unity and voter turnout in the November general election. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires. We uh, continue to uh, dissect and digest the uh, most recent primary. It is interesting. And I don't know if it's a Freudian slip. I mean, and I get it that here in this state, 
If you're Republican, chances uh, of you winning your seat are good. But it's interesting because um, I, I've heard uh, numerous local uh, TV channels, even here on our own station, that it's just a foregone conclusion. If you're a Republican and you won the primary, you're <laughs> yeah. going to be the next whatever. A lot, of, a lot of people, when they were reporting the results, said, our next Secretary of State will be, you know, just as if it, there's not even going to be a November election. Yes. Um, there is a November general election that is still coming up. And yes, I, I know that Idaho is a, a red state, but, you know, for instance, Governor Brad Little will have a Democratic challenger, mm-hmm. and he will have a former Republican who is now an independent, in Ammon Bundy, who will also be challenging in the general election. So, I mean, there is an election yeah. that will still we be going on in November. do have to actually go through the formality of the election first. Raul Labrador, for instance, um, Attorney General, not a foregone conclusion. Now, granted, huge advantage being in Idaho, not a foregone conclusion that he will be the new Attorney General. Um, he was on with Nate Shulman uh, yesterday. Uh, they didn't get a chance to talk with him because of being busy. Every time that Nate had a chance, he was talking with uh, somebody else, so they didn't talk. So he had a chance to talk with him on a show yesterday. Um, uh, among the things he talked about, how he felt about uh, winning his primary challenge. You know, it, it was a great night. I had a strong message for the people of Idaho. We spent the last six months traveling the state, talking to people, explaining what my vision for the state was. You know, one where the attorney general looked at defending the people of Idaho and not the bureaucracy of Idaho. And I and we started getting really good response, and people were excited about the message. We felt good going into the election night. But as you know, as you know, you've had this experience many, many times talking to politicians. You don't know what's going to happen on Election Day. So we we were nervous all day yesterday, and it was just so gratifying to see the results last night. That race earlier on last night going back and forth. uh, And then, you know, once the northern numbers came in, uh, more northern numbers came in, you you started to relax. You You had kind of a pep in your step. As uh, as it would go, uh, we we have uh, Raul Labrador on, who's on track uh, to be the next attorney general. Now there is, I mean, there still is the general election. How do you, as a Republican in a majority Republican state, how do you how do you view November? I know you're probably going to say it's you, you, it's it's not over till it's over, or something like that. But a number of people also say that the real races are won on the primary when it comes to the state races. Your thoughts on that? But we know the primaries are really important in Idaho because it's a Republican state, but you can't take anything for granted. And I think I have a little different experience than a lot of Republicans in Idaho. If you recall, I replaced a Democrat uh, member of Congress. Mm -hmm. So it's not unheard of to have a Democrat win in the state of Idaho. So I never take any general election for granted. I always run like I'm 20 points behind. I always do the things that we need to do to make sure that we get people excited. And also we need to win big. We need to show the people of Idaho that there's a mandate for the things that we want to do because we want to reform the office and we want to make some changes. And I, I have to make sure that we have we have good support from the people of Idaho. Once again, uh, Raul Labrador winning in the primary to run in the general election for attorney general of the state of Idaho. You talked about he wants to make changes in the uh, office. Of course, as attorney general, you have other people that you uh, are having to work with, that being the governor, uh, lieutenant governor, whoever those will be 
that get elected in the general election. And uh, he talked about uh, having to work with those offices. You know, it's going to be great. I, I think the message last night was really clear. And, and it's emblematic of a conversation I had on, I, I think it was the night, it was either Tuesday, Monday or Saturday night. I can't remember exactly, but I was talking to a gentleman who was letting me know that he was actually really happy with the current governor. But he said, but I, but your race is a little bit more difficult because I, I think there might need to be a change in the race. And, and I said, look, so you're happy with the governor. Tell me, are you happy with the things that happened over the last two years when we shut down businesses, churches, and schools? He said, no, I didn't like that at all. And I said, well, that was all because the attorney general gave the wrong legal advice. And I said, so if you want to vote for the governor, that's fine. It says you do what you want in that race. But if you weren't happy with what happened over the last few years, then you can have a change in the attorney general's office. So it, it so it's kind of emblematic of what's happening. People are kind of happy with the direction of Idaho. I was a little surprised by some of the results yesterday, but they're happy with some of the direction. But the reality is they want somebody to put be a check on the powers of the executive branch. And if you think about it, it wasn't just in my race. Right. In the Senate, which has usually been a rubber stamp for the governor of the state, the conservatives won overwhelmingly. There was a huge wave in the Senate. So I think what what the people of Idaho decided is that we're going to stick with the horse that we have in the governor's race, but we're going to make sure that there's more checks on that governor so the things that happen over the last two or three years don't happen again. Once again, Raul Labrador, winner of the uh, primary for attorney general. It's kind of interesting there, that, that last thought that he had, that in the Senate, conservatives won overwhelmingly. Um, I didn't know there were any non-conservatives in Republican races that were running. There weren't. That's what I mean. I'm like, what do you mean uh, conservatives won overwhelmingly? That's all that was running. I I think you... (laughs) I think he meant uh, the ones who were more conservative. Far, far right conservatives? Yeah, one. Yeah. Um, that may have been the uh, proper term, but there was nothing but conservatives who were running in the race. So I didn't didn't quite understand that thought. But I, I think, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think you're right. I think that's possibly what he meant. Uh, your thoughts. We'll talk more about this this morning if you would like. Uh, like I said, still digesting some of the uh, results, some of the changes. Um, there were, there's going to be some changes um, just because of the uh, number of uh, incumbents who uh, did lose. And part of them, incumbents were beat by incumbents. And, and you may be going, well, how did that happen? You know, it's because of the redistricting that went on. Um, so incumbents could have been in the same district as the other incumbent and ended up having Is that what? Brought up that race that uh, separated by six votes. Yeah, exactly. That that that's an example of one of them. Um, so there will be a recount in in that race. So uh, we don't know exactly yet. Right now, Judy Boyle leads by uh, six votes. But you remember Fred Martin, uh, who I guess uh, lost in in District Fifteen to his challenger uh, a, a few years ago. He won his seat back by six votes. Really? Yeah. Going to check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, uh, all new menu at fatguysfreshdeli.com. You can get in for our lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. They are open up at 10 30 in the morning.
Good morning. We've got some big Boise State basketball news for you today as they'll have a familiar face that will return to the lineup this coming season. Marcus Shaver announced on social media that he has decided to return to Boise and take his COVID season. Last year, Shaver averaged 13 points a game and earned a spot on the Mountain West second team. He played a major role in Boise State's Mountain West championship team that earned an eighth seed in the NCAA tournament. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And some good news for Mariners fans as the Mariners defeated the Blue Jays 5-1 to yesterday. Ty France, first pitch swing on drive deep to left center field. That thing got carry and is gone. A two-run rocket by Ty France. And the Mariners have a 4-1 lead. Jumped on the first pitch, a high fastball. Got it into the front row, left center field. With the 5-1 win over the Blue Jays, the Mariners are now 17-21 and on the season. That's good for fourth place in the American League West. But there have been a couple of pretty good teams doing well, the Astros and the Angels. The Astros, by the way, in first place right now by a full game, 24-14 and on the season. The Angels, 24-16. and Meanwhile, the Rangers just ahead of the Mariners at 17-19 and on the season. And the A's are in last place, nine games back at 16-24. and I'm Rick Worthington. I'm for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Dow Futures, eight minutes ahead of the opening, down 290 points. Uh, that's after a sell-off yesterday. Thank God um, for Chicken Little, otherwise I wouldn't know what to do. Right? <laughs> 1,164 points, down, uh, what, over 3%. NASDAQ down, uh, what, another 5% yesterday. So that's NASDAQ is down over 5%. <laughs> yep, Bursi, it, listen, the, the reality of the situation is it's it's been historically a very bad year for stocks. It's just that's just the case. What we saw yesterday, really, I mean, listen, there's nothing new around worries over inflation, higher interest rates, the Federal Reserve. That's all been status quo. What really kind of pushed things over yesterday was worrying about corporate profit margins and the potential price increase for the consumer. And that was all a recipe that added up to a very large sell-off. And that was in the form of the earnings miss that we saw from Walmart and specifically from Target yesterday. And that carried over to all the retailers. You had shares of Costco, Dollar Tree, um, or Dollar General as well. Those all came under selling pressure. I mean, Costco fell 12%. So now you're seeing investors fear that these kind of larger trends that really drug down Walmart and Target, that that could potentially weigh on the results for these other retailers because these companies didn't even uh, have any earnings reported yesterday. So that's just carried over. But... Is the sky falling? No. I mean, listen, if you look at, if you look at this, the S&P 500, that index, if you, if you go back to 1957 through 2021, bear markets and all, the historic annualized average return is around 10%. So why would you jump off at something that can give you that, that potential return? Key here is embrace the volatility because that's exactly why investors get paid to own stocks. If you look at if you look at these indexes or good US companies like the S&P 500 over time, if you look at that graph, it's a nice steep growth trend, but it doesn't just go straight up. There's good years, there's bad years, there's ups and that's down and there's downs, but that's what provides the ultimate return. Volatility is actually a feature of the stock market. It's not a bug. 
Now, now we don't know when this thing is going to bottom out. We could start to see things, you know, hit the bottom and start to have a bit of a bit of a bounce, or we could t- continue to see the selling pressure depending on what uh, pressures corporate earnings are coming under, how aggressive the Fed gets, yada yada yada. I mean, obviously, there's there's some risks abound. However, historically, out of all the bear markets and corrections that we've seen, ultimately they've led to the other side, and the markets hit all time highs after those. So you know, you you can look at one thing here as you're talking about this, and I, I, wouldn't you say that over the last fifty years, one of the best investors during that time, Warren Buffett? Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, no. There, there's and there's here no, this week he has bought billions and billions of dollars in stocks. This week, as the market is going down, there, so there's a, yeah, there's a reason why he's he's coined the the Oracle of Omaha, right? Is because he is historically one of the best investors on the planet, and he has cliche quotes abound that people live by on Wall Street, and one of those is. When others get fearful, that's when you want to get greedy. And there's a lot of fear in the markets right now. Now, true, you want to be focused on your situation. Don't invest cash that you need in the short term. However, if you look back at these correction, like historical bear market and corrections, if you were around, if you were investing, looking back, it's like, man, hindsight's 2020. I would have loved to buy things when they were on sale and on discount. But in the moment, it's kind of like what you started the segment on. It's like, hey, is the sky falling? Is the sky falling? So if you're worried, if you got that gut feeling like you're just getting punched, you know, just step away. Don't look at the portfolio. Focused on your long-term objective. Focused on why you're invested in the first place and remain disciplined. Disciplined investors always win in the long run. Data shows that. But I got to tell you, I'm more worried about this uh, potentially, well, it looks like it's fake news. If we're talking about inflation, so that Costco might be raising their uh, their hot dog and soda price, what? but luckily, oh, luckily it was a... fake. Luckily it was fake news. I got bamboozled because <sighs> that that made my heart stop a little bit. It looks like the price for a hot dog and soda will remain at the low price okay. of a dollar fifty. So if that would have happened, coin. then you knew the sky was falling. If Costco yes. is going to raise put, their put razor. down that razor blade, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremiah. Thank you. We'll get an update uh, from an hour uh, from now. Stock market uh, looks like it's going to be opening about three hundred points in the red on the Dow. And then we'll uh, talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jess. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742. Um, this morning, we're going to be talking about inflation. We talked a little bit about it yesterday when we were talking about the races um, and, and had a lot of input from emailers and uh, phone calls uh, about what's going on with inflation. We see it affecting the stock market um, interest rates. Stock market, by the way, is open now for eight minutes, down 245 points on the Dow. All three indexes uh, are down. Gas prices, of course, affecting probably more than anything because everything gets shipped using either gasoline or diesel. Diesel is uh, what's the average price? I thought I think I said it's five, five fifty, five forty-five, something like that here it's, in Idaho. It's it's higher than uh, gasoline. It's like a dollar, yeah, it's almost a dollar higher, and and it doesn't matter what what it is, it gets shipped with diesel. Mm-hmm. That I mean, ships are all diesel fuel. Trains run on diesel. Eighteen wheelers. Eighteen wheelers run on diesel. So when you see prices like that, that trickles down to everything increasing in prices. 
Uh, I, it seems like every day gas prices hit a new record high. Idaho hit a new record high again yesterday. Average price in the gem state, $4.50 a gallon. I have noticed that prices have, uh, have risen by the couple of places that I, I drive by every day by about $0.07 cents in the last week. Average gas price in the United States one week ago was $4.40. It's increased $0.17 cents since last week. Idaho's average was $4.50. We've gone up $0.07 cents in the last week. I guess the good news you can take for this is Idaho is not one of the highest-priced gas states in the nation. We're 23rd, so kind of almost in the middle. Boise, average price, 458 Coeur d'Alene, 467 California's hurting. Which is weird because, remember, Coeur d'Alene has always been 20 to 30 cents less mm-hmm. than Boise. They're now almost 10 cents a gallon more than Boise. I don't know if Boise is just lagged behind and we're going to be jumping up uh, another 20 cents here soon. Here's, here's the worst part about all of this. J.P. Morgan yesterday in a report says you, they see um, gas prices by August going to $6.30, 20 cents a gallon national Which average this year. Close to what the average is in all of California. They hit $6 yes. uh, last night. They expect U.S. retail prices could surge another 37%, which would mean $6.20 a gallon. That's the national average by August. So our question we'll get to here in a little bit uh, this morning as we talk about, are you already changing the way uh, you make your purchases, things you do? Are you cutting back on areas? Are you cutting streaming services? Do you drive less? Do you go out less? Has it started to affect you? Or where is that point where it's going to start to affect you? Um, you can already weigh in if you want. Email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. We'll talk more about this coming up this morning. Uh, right now, though, time for a final check out what's going on with sports. Rick Worthington here once again. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Get in today. Find out either in Meridian or in East Boise. Find out why they are rated the number one deli in the entire state of Idaho. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. The Bronco men's golf team has finished its run in the NCAA Regionals. Boise State's men's team played in the NCAA Regionals for the second year in a row, finishing 11th this time in the Bryan, Texas Regional. To move to the championship round, they needed to finish in the top five. Broncos had two individual golfers finish in the top 25, Hugo Townsend tying for 12th at one under, and Max Charles tying for 24th at three over. The NCAA championship will have a local qualifier, though. Rocky Mountain grad Carson Berry will represent Oregon State in Scottsdale after finishing as the highest individual player on a non-advancing team. He shot three under and won a playoff. Bob Beeler, Newstalk KBOI. There was some NBA basketball played last night. Western Conference Finals saw Golden State defeat the Dallas Mavericks 112-87. to During that game, you look at the Warriors, they play pretty well in the postseason. Curry, 21, 15 for Clay Thompson. Andrew Wiggins had 19 points as well. And then you've got guys coming off the bench that are doing something. Poole put in 19 points last night for the Warriors as well. One game to nothing edge on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Voters cast ballots today for primary races in key states across the country. And observers are keeping a close eye on how endorsements by former President Donald Trump help or harm candidates in these hotly contested races. Well, I think now after primary season is over, um, you can look at uh, whether it helped or harmed. And uh, I can pretty much say it didn't harm anybody at all. Bongino yesterday, uh, in, in his first hour, he said that apparently people just don't pay that much attention to endorsements anymore. I don't, because he said the you know where where Donald Trump in, endorsed somebody, they, they were in areas where Trump is very popular, but it didn't uh, it didn't raise their their standing any. However. Trump was 70 and 3 in his endorsements. See, that's not bad. You couldn't go, if you ask myself or even an, an expert who follows politics even closer than you and I do, and say, We're going to have 73 races. We want you to predict the winner of those 73 races. Uh, I would have to guess no one could come close yeah, to predicting. We wouldn't go 70, go 70 and, and 3. We wouldn't go 70 and 3. So that's that but, is pretty amazing that he he has, wasn't just trying to predict winners. I mean, he no, really was going was, for the people that he that he liked. Yeah, um, of the three that lost, one of those candidates was here in Idaho, was Lieutenant McGeehan, Governor yeah. Janice McGeehan. She became just the third Trump endorsed candidate to lose an election in twenty twenty two. Now there is still but one, but uh, what Bongino was saying was based on just those three. You know that it, it wasn't a guarantee that you would do well. No, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> I mean, you you would look at you have seventy three. If you if you went, you know, forty three and thirty, I would say, mm, yeah, it's probably not that big a deal. Seventy and three is a lot. Yeah. Now that that, that is definite influence. It could be sixty nine and four, because Trump Trump backed celebrity TV physician Doctor Mehmet Oz. And that one's still up in the air. Still up in the air, narrowly leading Pennsylvania for the GOP Senate nomination. Um, too close to call. And we'll probably, it's so close um, that there will be somebody a recount for that. But he, he's somebody, up by a few thousand votes is all. Somebody on, on YouTube put something the other day about um, Dr. Oz. And it, it had him uh, saying things over a number of years. And it was kind of funny because almost every statement he made uh, shortly thereafter, they would show another clip of him making the opposite statement. <laughs> and it just went, it was over and over and over. And I thought, well... You know, a person can change their mind based on new information. Um, the other two people that lost, North Carolina's uh, divisive party boy, incumbent U.S. Representative Madison Cawthorn. Trump had said uh, he was endorsing him and said he believes that he deserved another chance. And then uh, the other loser, Charles Herbster, who fell in the Nebraska GOP gubernatorial race on May 11th. Now, Cawthorn and Herbster lost by much smaller margins than uh, McGeehan. McGeehan expressed frustration with the way the Republican races played out. Seven candidates split 47.2% of the vote, opposing little. She said, and this is a quote, conservatives must get smarter and understand that we beat ourselves when we don't unite behind each other. We must never do that again. It's true of the, uh, both parties. Yeah, the establishment counts on that, and we fell for it. Well, you could have done the same thing. You could have got behind little, and then little would have won a whole bunch more. Or you yeah. could have gotten behind Humphreys, you know, it's easy to say, oh, we need to get behind one candidate. Well, you could have done that too. You're you're saying you needed to get behind me. So, yeah. But even well, if they, the, even the, if all the candidates would have got behind Janice McGeehan, mm-hmm. she still would have lost by ten percent. In in 2016, Democrats were that way. They said, oh, you know, we've 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 got to be united, and uh, 
they were united in that 50% of them were united behind Bernie Sanders and the other 50% behind Hillary Clinton. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we got a $25 gift certificate once again to Pork Belly in CUNY. Want to win that? Want to start working on the question? We'll give it to you coming up after traffic. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 759, 50 degrees in downtown Boise, which is a coincidence because that's the uh, same miles per hour that our wind is going to be blowing today. Oh, wow. Winds gusting up to 50 miles don't, per hour. Don't leave your bowling ball in the front yard. Uh, coming up for you this morning in 20 minutes, we've got a $25 gift certificate to the Pork Belly in CUNA. If you can answer our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Five locations across the Treasure Valley. Valley Realtors, experts to help you out with your real estate everywhere, 208-888-4128. Question today, the infamous red phone that you've heard a lot about and even seen in a lot of movies, it's a direct connection from the Pentagon to Russia, has never been read. As a matter of fact, it's never even been a phone. It was originally a teletype machine. Then it became something else, which eventually was replaced by another form of communication that is still used today. Our question, what are the two forms of communication that came after the teletype in talking between Russia and the U.S.? Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.07, quick reset for you this morning. Dow down 300 points. NASDAQ down, Standard & Poor all down, continuing the uh, sell-off. We'll keep you uh, updated as we go on. That's how, after the Dow is at down 1,164 points. Uh, biggest one-day, or the ninth biggest one-day drop in uh, history yesterday at over 1,100 points. Um, what did we do to deserve this? I know. Uh, the other thing uh, to talk about this morning, if you want to start weighing in, we'll talk more about this. We talked a little yesterday about, about inflation, and that's what hitting stocks is. We talked with Jeremiah Bates this morning. Target down 25% yesterday, uh, because all because of increased costs. And you know why that is. For the quarter, they didn't meet their target. Ha, ha, ha. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another thing to talk about this morning, um, monkeypox. What's up with that? You been hearing about this? Isn't that uh, something in the in the in that song Red Red Wine? No. Monkeypox. Mon- Monkeypox and has uh, been discovered now in the United States. Massachusetts Department of Public Health mm-hmm. uh, this week said it had confirmed its first case of monkeypox virus infection in a man who had recently uh, traveled to Canada. U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention said its labs confirmed the infection to be monkeypox. Now, how, are they, afternoon. how are they different from, say, small or chicken pox? Um, they come from monkeys. Well, okay then. State agency said it was working with the CDC and relevant local boards of health to carry out uh, contact tracing, adding that the case poses uh, little risk to the public as of right now. The individual is hospitalized and so far in good, con- good condition. Monkeypox, which mostly occurs in West and Central Africa, is a rare viral infection similar to human smallpox, though milder. It was first recorded in uh, the Republic of Congo in the 1970s. However, uh, it has now been spreading in Europe. And uh, we got our first case here, Portugal, Spain, United Kingdom, 
um, have all said uh, that they've seen multiple clusters of monkeypox cases in the uh, last two weeks. Sounds like kind of a, an adjacent swear word, doesn't it? Monkeypox. Uh, monkeypox. Massachusetts agency said that the virus does not spread very easily between people, but transmission can occur through contact with bodily fluids, monkeypox sores, items such as bedding and clothing that have been contaminated with fluids or sores, through respiratory droplets following prolonged face-to-face contact, and through sexual contact. Well, I would go for probably that first one. Is the, you know, You've been to the zoo. Monkeys always want to share stuff that comes out of their body. Through sexual cut? Could you imagine that one? Hey, what's wrong with you? You don't look very good. Yeah, I've got monkeypox. How'd you get that? I'd rather not say. I signed a non-disclosure agreement. Sexually transmitted disease. And so did the monkey. How do you feel? <laughs> it hurts. See, that's the wrong. That's <laughs> thank, you. You joined you, Nathaniel. You joined the wrong group of swingers. <laughs> Uh, in other news, this is, this is a little more good news. Although once again, when I tell you this story having to do with health, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to say, oh my gosh, what could go wrong there? The first patient in history has now officially been dosed with an experimental cancer killing virus in a new trial that scientists are trying to fight cancer. Scientists dosed the first patient this week in a small clinical trial of an experimental cancer, cancer treatment, one that relies on the, uh, a novel kind of ally. The treatment uses a virus engineered to selectively kill cancer cells while also amplifying the body's immune response to cancer. The hope that this therapy can help those with advanced solid tumor cancers in combination with other existing drugs. The uh, virus is called Vaccinia. Originally created by researchers at the City of Hope National Medical Center at California, it's now being jointly developed with the uh, company Imagine Limited. Vaccinia is billed as an oncolytic virus, meaning it prefers to target and infect tumor cells. Scientists have been hopeful about using these kind of viruses to directly kill off cancer cells for more than a century, but haven't been able to get it to be successful so far. That's the kind of the... the, um the theory behind inoculations is you give somebody a little bit of a sickness so their body can be trained to fight off a bigger sickness. Isn't this uh, the way uh, movies start a lot of times? Oh, my gosh. Let's, let's give them a, a, a virus, shot of a virus to get rid of that, this disease, and then the virus takes over. So movies like 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of monkeys. The uh, strategy the researchers hope will uh, then allow other treatments that also boost our immune response to cancer cells. These treatments are collectively known as immunotherapy. In uh, early animal and lab experiments, a virus has been shown to reduce the size of colon, lung, breast, ovarian, and pancreatic cancer tumors. Well, good. So this, I mean, if this does work, all, all, you know, all seriousness, you know, things, I mean, when you hear pancreatic cancer, I mean, pancreatic cancer, if you are diagnosed with that, chances are you're going to die. Yeah, it's, a, it's what is it, fatal in about uh, 95% of cases. It might even be more than that. Um, but if this is, can work on, on cancers like that to reduce the size of tumors, even if it is, and a lot of time treatment for cancers, you know, you, you never get cured, 
the idea is to help you live a longer and, and for lack of a better term, fruitful life so that you're not bedridden for the rest of your life, but to extend it to maybe where you don't die from cancer, but you die from something else. You know, that's, that's like prostate cancer. And doctors will tell you when it comes to prostate cancer, every single male ever born will either die if they live long enough, like if they don't get killed in an accident or don't mm-hmm. die from a heart attack, they will either die with prostate cancer or die from it. Hmm. So every person, if you live long enough, every male will eventually get it's prostate in, cancer. It's inevitable. Huh? Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, they get prostate cancer and it moves along in, in, at such a slow speed that they end up dying of, of old age or stroke or, or something else. Hmm. It, it's just that if you live long enough, you're going to get it. Well, some of these other cancers, of course, that's not necessarily true. So, you know, like pancreatic cancer, as we were just talking about, I mean, that's almost a for certain death sentence. But if this, this does indeed work, and right now it's being tested on a limited number of patients. It's a very small uh, phase trial. There's only 100 cancer patients with metastatic or advanced solid tumors um, who are going into this treatment. So we'll keep you updated on that. But you know, we got monkeypox to worry about. The good news is um, we may have a new treatment for cancer. Possibly. Keep your fingers crossed. Um, Robin writes in, you guys are killing me. Thanks for the comedy relief this morning with monkeypox. <laughs> well, we like to, we like to no irritate problem. and entertain. We call it the best in irritainment. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We will take a break when we come back. We've got a $25 gift certificate up for grabs for you today. Once again, uh, we've got uh, the pork belly in CUNA. You can get that if you can answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Uh, still also want to get uh, underway talking about inflation. Is it affecting you yet? I mean, uh, this is one way it has been affecting me. And And Chris, when I tell you this, something that I have quit buying, you will be shocked by it, but... For the for the most part, the reason I've quit buying is because it become so expensive. Gotcha. Is it affecting you? In what way is it affecting you? We want to hear from you. If you want to start um, sending us in your emails, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com. Clearly not Cologne. Mike at KBOI.com. Um, or you can uh, call us up coming up here in just a little bit at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Important numbers to know because coming up here next, we have the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just have to laugh at this. Um, I just got a notification on my Facebook page that they had to remove something that I posted saying there are certain kinds of posts about suicide or self-injury that we don't allow on Facebook because we want to promote a safe environment. So you posted something about suicide or self-injury? I couldn't remember doing it, and so then I went and clicked on what they removed. I didn't get put in Facebook jail, thank God. You know what they removed? No. A cartoon, not not by me, a cartoon by a national cartoonist um, that shows uh, a gentleman holding up a large fork um, and getting ready to plug it into a plug-in, and the plug-in says the economy, and then the uh, statement on it says everyone else who tried this has gotten hurt, and the person with the fork says everyone, everyone else did it the wrong way. <laughs> 
And apparently, okay, that's a pretty good cartoon. Facebook has deemed that since I posted that, you're encouraging. People I was encouraging self self injury and suicide to stick a fork into an out. Oh my god! You know, are if, you kidding me? If somebody can be encouraged, uh, an adult especially, to stick a fork into an outlet, then they probably have more problems than than you can cause them. Wow! And people wonder why other people have problems with, with the the people who are overseeing misinformation on Facebook. Um, all right. Got that out of my system. Okay, good. Uh, Brenda, good morning. You uh, get good our morning. first crack at our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, $25 gift certificate to Pork Belly and Cuna. The infamous red phone that uh, you hear about and have probably even seen in television uh, movies and uh, in movies, a direct connection from the Pentagon to Russia has never been read nor even a phone. Originally a teletype machine. Our question today is, it became something else, which eventually was replaced by another form of communication, as it still is today. What are the other two forms of communication that came after the teletype machine as a uh, form of communication between Russia and the United States? Satellite and fiber optics? No, that is not it. Very good guess. I didn't even think about that, but very good guess. Uh, Sean. What right, are the after the teletype machine was the fax machine? Okay, they, they did it by they did it by facsimile, and now it's um, secure encrypted email via a secure computer line. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Sean! Look at the big brain on Sean. <laughs> yes, that is exactly right. Uh, teletype replaced uh, by. Um, fax machine and that now it is uh, as you said an encrypted email account um the strange thing about it the strange thing about it is both the united states and russia still get emails uh, about whether or not they want to extend their car's warranty congratulations sean hang on the line you got a 25 dollars gift certificate to pork belly cuna have you ever been there i have not been there this will be our first time we're excited about that one all right uh just a tip get the gravy no matter what you order get the even if it's a cup of gravy just a drink get it it's that good absolutely will do all right hang on uh phone lines are open 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless gonna give you a longer chance yesterday we had a few people wanting to call in and talk about uh inflation and how it's affecting the way that you live your life now um, basically going to open it back up if you want to weigh in. How is it affecting you? Have you quit spending on certain items to save money? Uh, we talked yesterday about how Netflix lost over 200,000 subscribers last month alone. Is that something you've cut out? Are you, you cutting out your streaming services and, and as a the, way to save money? And the prices of most of those have gone slightly up. Yeah. What is it? Netflix has raised their price twice in the last year, I think. It's up to like $17. You had mentioned yesterday that uh, a fairly famous $6 burger is now $18. Mm-hmm, roughly. Yeah. Um, so how has it changed? Or is it going to change? Like uh, vacations, traveling this summer. You heard this morning that there's a prediction that gas prices by August could be $6, over $6 a gallon here in the United States by this August. Um, is that going to change the way you travel? So go ahead and feel free to go ahead and call in this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Yesterday, um, we were talking a lot yesterday about the uh, primary election. One of the uh, side discussions that we got into a little bit yesterday was inflation. It started to get a, some phone calls and emails uh, in. Didn't get a chance to uh, talk a lot about it, um, especially for people who most, are trying to uh, get through. Most people were against it. Most people were against it. Um, we had one gentleman, I'm still not sure what he was trying to argue uh, about, um, claiming that you know if inflation is hitting you, just go to school get yeah. a degree and find a better job basically he said don't whine about it just do something about it it's not that big of a deal um unfortunately we're being hit with gas prices diesel prices oil prices um which affects everything not just your driving but anything you eat anything you get delivered to you any mm-hmm. anything you use in life unless you grow it yourself or manufacture it yourself has to be shipped from somewhere, whether that be China, which we get a lot of stuff shipped from China, whether that be someplace else in Europe, whether it be India, or if we have to have it shipped from somewhere in the Midwest, it comes through on a, on a truck. Diesel being used a majority of time. Mm-hmm. Could be gasoline, but mostly it's diesel because you have diesel trucks. It's mostly diesel trucks on the road. Um, you have diesel trains they all run on diesel and stuff being shipped from uh, you know across the world comes on diesel powered ships there's vin diesel vin diesel is also powered by diesel mm-hmm. he's gone way up i mean he's charging 30 million dollars a movie now because of inflation yeah I, I i wouldn't think he was worth 30 million are there things that you have already started to cut back on or are you as a family starting to look at things where you can make cuts now just it was just last week we were talking about uh some of the latest numbers came out with uh jeremiah bates and even with inflation for the last couple of months being at or around eight percent um the report was showing that people still were spending money Mm -hmm. and still had not cut back but as we get further along 25% 25% down yesterday for Target because they their their profit margin is going to go way down because yeah. now their profits are going to shipping things to their store. Um, so they're saying that they're not going to be making as much money. Are you making decisions based on uh, the price of things? I have, and this is, this is how I know that it's affecting me. All right. I cannot tell you the last time that I bought bacon. And I'm not talking in a restaurant. I'll buy I'll buy bacon in a restaurant, mm-hmm. but buying it to make myself, I just refuse to pay ten dollars for a pound of bacon. Wow. I just I I, I won't do it. And that's but, for the cheap but, bacon. But Mike, that's what it costs. I know. But there there's one place are that I never, am cutting. Are you never gonna have bacon again? Special occasions. It's turned into one of those special occasions things. Like like uh, you know, I I like prime rib, but I'm not gonna pay twenty dollars a pound every every month or every couple of weeks to go buy myself and my family prime rib. It's for a special occasion. Bacon has now become that. I'm just remembering why I've never moved in Special occasion. Because I wouldn't make prime rib often enough. Or bacon. Or, or bacon. Yeah. I mean, I Especially used to, prime rib wrapped in bacon. We used to buy bacon all the time. It, it's just one of those things where I go to the store and I see it, you know, 10 to $12 for a pound of bacon, and I'm just going, no, it's... That's not worth it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll eat somebody else. And, and I used to like um, another example is uh, sirloin rib roast. 
it's it's up to about eight dollars a pound mm. and i used to like that in the slow cooker mm-hmm. instead i don't buy that anymore i buy picnic roast uh pig picnic roast pork picnic roast and cook that in the slow are there cooker really for pork is, it, roast. is there really nothing else in your life you can give up without giving up meat um we don't go to movies anywhere close to uh what we used to anymore Okay. We, my wife and I used to go to movies probably two to three times a month. And here's the thing you got to know about my wife. It doesn't matter if we had just got done with a seven-course meal and then went to the movie. We went on, on a date night, and we sat down and had a seven-course meal. We go to the movie. She is still going to spend $25 on popcorn, <laughs> candy, and pop. And I go, how can you, how can you hey, even I, eat? We just I got think, done eating. I think I've been married to her. <laughs> but there's another place that we're saving money because every time we would go to the movies, it would cost us 50 bucks. Yeah. And, and two to three times a month, we're, we're, the one movie we've been saving up for, we're going to go see Top Gun next week. Top Gun Maverick? Yep, going to go see that next week. Um, but there are places that we're starting, to, we're starting to cut. We don't go out to restaurants anywhere close to what um, we used to because of the price uh, as high as it is, with, with has a, gone up. With a few exceptions, obviously. The free ones, yeah, we still go out to dinner when we, we have a free meal. We don't have a problem with that. Uh, Debbie in Boise, have you changed uh, any of the way with inflation and prices going up, seems like, every day or every week? Have you have you changed the way that uh, you are purchasing things? Uh, to some degree. I want to respond to what you've been saying, but yes, I feel for our small business owners, the restaurants, et cetera, that the World Economic Forum is doing what they can along with the help of our governor to put out of business. And I'm just a little frustrated with you this morning because your wife, soon to be president of what real estate association? It's I'm sure the National Association of Realtors. Funds. Yes, the one that is connected with BlackRock and all those other multi-million mm, No, they're, they're not connected in any way, shape, or form with BlackRock, but, you I know. Will, I will back up my words. I'll put the chart together. But in the meantime, you are on the radio encouraging us when you have no shortage of funds yourself between you and your wife. You are attempting to encourage us to not participate or patronize at our small businesses here, the restaurants. I can't afford to do that. I have to stop eating out. I stopped eating bacon. I can't pay. Yes, you can afford that price. What you are actually doing is being the mouthpiece for the World Economic Forum, who has said that in the future, <laughs> we will not eat meat except as a treat. And here you are online uh, saying, I only do bacon as a treat. I only do prime <laughs> rib as a treat. You're being a mouthpiece. And by laughing it off, you're attempting to pretend that you're... No, I'm laughing it. about, I'm laughing about it because everything you just said is 100% a lie. You can't afford bacon, sir? Uh, no, I make you the choice. Will you let me finish? Can I finish, Debbie? I let you talk. I never once said you shouldn't eat meat. I still eat meat every day. I never once said. I said I have made cuts because of the price has gone up from two dollars a pound for bacon to ten dollars a pound. I'm not. I have never once promoted that you shouldn't eat meat. I'm a big oh, meat eater. Yeah, I love meat. You tell us every day how much you absolutely love bacon, and then mm-hmm. you tell us that between you and your wife's income, you can no longer afford it. And I never once said that. Debbie, you're lying you again. Debbie, if you're going to get your, you're entitled to your own opinions, you're not entitled to your own facts. Hey, I have never once said 
I can't afford it. I have never once said that. I said, I make the choice. I don't want to pay $10 for bacon. Yes, and then you say it's going to be a treat, which just happens to be the very words the World Economic (laughs) Forum says meat will be to us. They tell us that meat will be a treat. And then you say, I can't afford bacon. I never said I can't afford bacon. You keep lying over and over and over again. You say you you don't want to pay that kind of money. Yeah. What's what's wrong with that? What are you hinting at? You're on the show today saying, how many of you are hurt? How many of you can't afford? How many of you are going to change the way you do things? We're changing and doing and whatever because of corporations like the one your wife works for, the ones that are buying us out of our market here in the housing. We Once again, you are 100% lying. Yes, I know. I, I know. know. Well, I know. if you know, know, why do you keep lying if you know that? I, I don't understand. You just admitted you lied and you said, I know, but you yet you keep lying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just because I've decided to make cuts someplace in, in wanting to be able to afford other things so, doesn't doesn't mean I'm promoting that yeah, you shouldn't eat prices meat. prices have gone up and you're economizing that's yeah really it's, ma- it's making really, decisions really controversial now if you want to call up and say hey I'm not changing my uh, way of buying anything at all that's perfectly fine like I said you're entitled to your own opinion that's what this show is about you're not entitled to your own facts and you had a whole bunch of uh, opinions you have spouted off as facts that are 100% not true. But we do thank you for the call. We appreciate it. I am not a member. I haven't got a card. Nobody has ever paid me to be a part of the, what is it, World, World Economic e- Forum. World Economic Forum, Forum yeah. yeah. I, I've never been to one of their meetings. I've never even been invited. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We're running late on time. KBY News Time is 850. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Alan in Eagle, got about a minute here. Okay, good morning, man. Uh, Mike, you're, you're such a controversial figure, let me tell you. Um, I think last week somebody called in and called you a liar. I can't believe some of the callers sometimes. But just real quick, I tried to call in last week just to make this point. In the 60s and 70s and half of the 80s, our country practiced patriotism. Now what the country is practicing is tribalism. And that last call where the lady only heard what she wanted to hear, that's part of tribalism. There's no tolerance for different points of view or anything. Yeah, I think you're, you're you're kind of right about that, and uh, people are being pigeonholed in in ways that they didn't used to. You know, p- people want to know your opinion on everything, and then they put you into a group. Yeah. Just just real quickly, I was in Bend over the weekend. I went to a butcher place. I bought some meat, and the lady was complaining about the prices and that there isn't any formula for Americans. The shortage, and I said, well, in Nogales by the border. There's a giant warehouse full of formula and baby clothes and baby things and everything for the illegals coming across. And immediately she was offended. But this is the truth. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, She was offended by you pointing it out, right? Not by the fact that it happens. (laughs) I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, email in, yes, I can afford bacon at the sacrifice of my retirement. Many people can afford $1,000 a month payment trucks. Is it worth living on state assistance in the future? Inflation is impacting people's ability to live and save. Being able to pay for something is how for about, today only. How about this? Rising prices have altered some of my choices. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Has it changed how you um, are purchasing items this morning we're talking inflation if you want to weigh in um we'll take a break here news at the top of the hour we'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming a great one mark levin tonight at seven now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless if you want to get in to us this morning you want to talk about the World Economic Forum and how Chris and I are paid uh, checks every month. I don't, I don't know if they don't have our right address. We were just talking off air about that. Uh, once again, we got accused. Here, here's, here's the thing. that uh, The woman who called, and I, I forgot her name, um, and, and accused pushing World... What was Wasn't it? it Debbie? Debbie. World Economic Forum um, and, and pushing that you shouldn't eat meat. You have to remember... I was born and raised on a cattle ranch. I still am involved. I have meat that I get from my parents. My parents still raise cattle. My brothers uh, all raise cattle. They're on cattle ranchers. I'm not going to be against meat. I love meat. And I've even said on the past on so, the show, I don't care if they make meat illegal. I will eat it for the, the rest of my life. Is that the horizon where the suns raise meat? Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I, Chris and I were just talking. It's like, we didn't even know what the World Economic Forum was until um, we had been accused of pushing their agenda. Yeah. After, 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 after the second time, we decided to look it up. <laughs> and uh, if we have the same opinion as them on something, uh, it is a coincidence, but feel free not to believe that because it doesn't affect our life. Gigi writes in, if your wife is such a corporate money grabber, then can the caller please explain why she supports almost every single charity and charity event ever? I'm pretty sure her company didn't pay for all her donations and things she bought at charity auctions this year. Wow, that woman was off her rocker. She, she, she loves to try to win at an auction. She, she's, that's literally as, what she like, calls it's, it. It's like you said, she's almost always able to guess the, the selling price. <laughs> Eric and Boise, thank you for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, too. I, I, was, uh, I think maybe I should, I'm proud of you. I think maybe you're being patriotic by not going to so many movies. You know, uh, <laughs> Uh, the AMC Theater Group, yeah, that has 5,000 theaters in the U.S. and Canada, and they were all purchased by China in 2012. Yeah, but, but but we don't even go to the Dinesh D'Souza movies, so see, you know, that's that's a problem there. Oh, that went right by me. Oh, sorry. Thank okay. You. I don't understand. That's, that's, a, that's so okay. A few, that's okay. A few of the people got it. So is that true? AMC is uh, completely owned by China? Yes. Then they pay, that was, uh, let's see here, uh... 2000, oh, I don't know, it's like $2.6 billion. No, that's not. Yeah, $2.6 billion, 2012 or 2013. And so, so if you're not going there, that's less money that you're removing from our economy. And, and so that's a good thing, and I think that's a patriotic gesture if you can avoid that, going to that. Is it okay if I go to uh, other movie chains other than AMC? Well, maybe a patriot looks in to see who owns, you know, what company owns the theater before he goes. Oh, my goodness. I have to start looking I'm, I'm at who of, owns I'm, the I'm, stuff that I, I spend my money on now? Yeah, yeah. I don't have that I'm, kind of time. Oh, well, it's your, it's a duty. It's your, it's your, 
dude, you don't have to look it up. Just mention it on the radio once, people and several will people will, will call and write and tell you what a mistake you're making. Well, I'm proud of you for not buying your bacon, too. You know, because is, is, bacon, no, wait, are you going to tell me that bacon is owned by China now, too? Yes. Uh, 2013, $5 billion, Smithfield Foods, world's largest producer, acquired by a Chinese company. Uh, that's in USA Today and Forbes. Uh, back Thank in the God day. I don't so get my bacon but, from Smithfield Foods. But get this, they don't even call it bacon. They call it some Chinese word that means bacon. <laughs> oh, you don't know. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Uh, Scott in Boise, thank you for hanging on. Um, Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, um, God, there must be some crazy pills out this morning that people are taking. I've sure been entertaining listening to the show. By the way, did I call the Illuminati hotline? Is that what this is? Is that are you guys... Uh, I, I was. I was. Stop it! We're going to be accused of that hear. now, thanks to yeah. you. I, I, I was very surprised to hear that you guys were top echelon operators in thirty-fifth degree masons, which yeah, like there's it. supposedly only thirty-three, but people don't really know that the Illuminati uh, masonry goes to thirty-five degrees of uh, of elevation within within that. But I will. I will tell you. I've cut back, Mike. I, I, and and Chris, I mm-hmm. was shopping for the high end, the platinum level sleep number bed for uh, our two cats. They each have <laughs> sleep numbers. Well done. And, and responsible as a result pet owner. Of the, as a result of the inflationary pressure that I'm feeling in my life, I've I've elected to go down to the platinum level from the diamond level of the uh, sleep number bed for the for, for, for the two cats. Only um, all because of and, inflation. Well, no. I mean seriously, prices are rising. It is a real issue. I see this really collision. Uh, I'm I'm being serious now when I read reports on the elevated levels now of pricing for um, lithium batteries and how that's going to affect the price of uh, electric cars. And I'm wondering how all of this is going to shape from a political world. Um, Is there going to be so much upward pressure on the price of electric cars now because of lithium mining that there'll be a little bit of a shift back to uh, oil and gas? It just kind of... It's an interesting uh, question, yeah, if if that does indeed happen. But, guys, look, uh, what a fun, fun job you guys have, and thanks for taking calls. Mike, I did think you did get a little bit defensive with uh, uh, the lady who called Janice McGeehan. Was that her name? No. Who called in. Um, <laughs> That's Debbie. On, on, oh, oh, Debbie, I'm sorry. I, I we're we're not even there. positive they're related. Yeah, and I and I, 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 it, you got a little defensive, which makes me think that Debbie – might be onto something uh, with the level of your of your uh, defensiveness, and so you just you just might want to work on that. Maybe get some counseling, and you and Tracy can uh, can both uh, work on that. Maybe in couples therapy. No, he's he's got a point. She could be on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Have a good day. Thank unless you, I, Scott, unless I misunderstood. <laughs> Todd writes in and says maybe the World Economic Forum could start paying Casper in bacon. I'd be for that. Oh, well, you could kill two hogs with although, one stone. Although World Economic Forum apparently is against eating meat, so I don't know how that would work for them. 
Um, you know, if, if it was found out that they were promo- having me promote the World Economic Forum and yet they were paying me in meat, which I am supposed to be against. I'm getting so well, confused here. See, th- their their deal is there. There are a lot of people who want us to do things that make America a better country. In fact, both sides think they have the answers to making uh, America a better country, and they resent any uh, affiliation we might have with the World Economic Forum because it wants to make the whole world a better place, but doesn't necessarily care about America. Um, Mike writes in, uh, gents, inflation to consider. The price of ground beef is up 14.8% this year. Bacon, 17.7%. But you caught a break with cheese, which is just up 3% over the last year. American cheese is almost exclusively produced in Wisconsin, California, and Idaho. Please note, at 6.2% price increase, fresh vegetables as a whole saw the lowest rate of inflation of any food category. Inflation is killing your eating habits. Now, is, is cheese relatively stable because they have a binding contract with everybody? I don't know. Okay, just wondering. Um, milk hasn't gone up that much. I mean, milk hasn't gone up that much. And like, I, I, I was thinking about this yesterday because we used to, growing up, we had uh, our own dairy cows specifically just for drinking because we had 10 people in our family and we went through 15 to 20 gallons of milk a week in our family. And back then, um, milk really? was about a dollar fifty. What's that? You guys went through like two gallons a day. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, there was ten of us, and you know that's all we had because my parents wouldn't buy soft drinks. We weren't rich enough to afford to do that, so it was either water or milk. So we had milk at every meal. Gotcha. And milk back then was about a dollar fifty, dollar seventy five a gallon. I can still buy milk today for two dollars and twenty cents, or two dollars in some cases a gallon. So milk products have not gone up that much in the last forty years. Okay. Um, emails in uh, CJ writes inflation hurts everyone can you imagine being an average Idaho and trying to live in an apartment or house and buy groceries so not only does Idaho get the number one award for housing and rent exceeding the cost of living now other basic needs like food and gas are headed that way now congrats to the Democrats voters and politicians whose ideology has to uh, has led to this and the rhinos voters and politicians following them you ask for this now reap your rewards now, I'll answer that question. Can I imagine being an average Idahoan who lives in a house or apartment and is trying to buy groceries? Yeah, I can imagine that. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, it, it, I mean, some of the calls that we've got and some of the things that we've said uh, does remind me uh, of uh, a funny saying uh, that I heard earlier this week from a friend. It is all about perspective. So when you're having a down day, remember, life is about perspective. I have a friend who knows a guy who has sex two to three times a week. He exercises twice a day. He gets to read two or three books a week. Yet every single day he complains about how much he hates being in prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective. Okay, okay, see, that's a new one on me. I like that. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, if you'd like to weigh in this morning, phone lines uh, are open. We've got a lot of emails uh, to get to. Um, talking about inflation, does it change the way that you are uh, spending on things? Is it, is it going to change your vacation if gasoline goes up? Uh, prediction uh, a little bit earlier this morning that here in the United States, gas uh, could pit $6.20 a gallon by August. That's a prediction that was made a little bit uh, earlier this week. 
Will it will it change how you vacation where, where you're going to be driving? For instance, like even right now, even though the state of Idaho is four dollars and what is it, average gas five four dollars fifty four cents a gallon, something like that. Um, in, in Washington and Oregon, mm-hmm. if which is a short drive, and a lot of people like to vacation in those places, you're going to be paying over five dollars a gallon. If you want to drive to California uh, or in, into uh, Nevada, you're, you're going to be paying a lot more than that. So, that, does that change where you will be headed for vacation this we, year? We actually might uh, drive to California this year. Uh, Debbie used to work at a station down in the Bay Area called K Wave, and they're having a big reunion of everybody who's ever worked there. And what's funny is when they sent out the invitations to the reunion her picture was on it <laughs> will you be able to take out a loan to <laughs> yeah, be to able go, to afford six dollars a gallon gas because that, that, that area is where gas is over six dollars a gallon that's uh why we're definitely we're taking the hybrid down there and we're going to try to get in and out of california without having to buy another tank of gas i'm sure text message uh in at 208-336-3700 from uh, carlene says just because i can afford something doesn't mean i'm going to blow my money for something that's not of good value I've never heard Mike tell anyone else how to spend their money. That lady Debbie sounded like a nut job. Well, she's uh, entitled. I mean, that's not nice. She's entitled to her own opinions. Uh, like I said, she's not entitled to her own facts, but her own opinions are okay. Yeah. Well, and and she to a to a degree argues with what she thought you meant, which I think a lot of people do. Uh, people used to do that to me. They'd, they'd call up and say, you know, for two years you've been bad mouthing so and so, and I'd say that's interesting. I haven't mentioned his name in two years. <laughs> uh. Mary says every time that woman calls, she has flipped onto some weird other reality of understanding, and she seems to think you having an opinion should mean you should not be on the radio. That should definitely be the rule for her. How would you live with a person like that if they were a family member? Sheesh. The freaking crackpots who have a totally altered view of, of the uh, world around them. Wow, how does that happen? Are their brains just wired wrong? She needs to change stations. Oh, and, and for the record, we never advocate anybody changes stations no uh, not if they call here anyway uh then she goes on my daughter works at edwards a british company bought regal theaters around 2019 and they are allies go ahead and go there to see a movie and she says god's perspective is really off sometimes um no name on this one mike at kbi.com but i do want to read it because once again um what this person writes there's a lot of misinformation here um debbie who called in earlier was right. Your wife can't claim to be a top realtor in in the world and not be able to spend twenty dollars on bacon. First of all, let me address that one. My wife doesn't claim to be a top realtor in the world. Her company, she's she she owns a company that is one of the top Berkshire locations in the world. Mm-hmm. Now that's there's top over a hundred yeah. people who work in that company. Um, so it's not my wife claiming that it's the company that is, um, she goes on to say, or he goes on to say, your son was able to afford a home due to real estate connections. No, that's not the reason. The only connection he has is that he had a good realtor said, I'm trying to find something under 400,000 and it's hard. I'm sure your wife saw the first home in your son's budget and didn't even make it public. You're trying to connect with regular person, but you come off as a braggart. All right, let me fix some things here for you. First of all, the only connection that my son had is that his mom is realtor. Nothing else. The listing was a public listing. As a matter of fact, there were two other offers who came on the same listing that my son did. He so just, you're saying if I bought a house, I couldn't drop her name and get a discount? No. Oh, rats. And it was a public listing, and there were three people total who made offers on the house. My, one, my son won it. He paid $360,000. Now, the reason why I talk about 
him being able to do that are because of the misinformation that you apparently are under, that you're looking for a house at $400,000 or under. It is hard to find those houses because of how expensive there are. But I use my son as an example because he makes about $22 an hour at his job. He, he's not rich. He doesn't have a high-paying job. And yet he was able to find a house. No, it wasn't in Boise or Meridian. He had he went to Caldwell and he found a house. It, it needs a little bit of work, but he was able to purchase a house, first time home buyers program, mm-hmm. and is able to afford it on his own, buy it on his own. Everything he did was on his own. He saved up for the down payment. And if you're if you're looking for a home for four hundred thousand dollars, you need to find yourself a good realtor, especially if it's your first home, because you can find homes still. It's difficult, as you mentioned. Yes, I get that. It might not be the exact home in the exact location that you're looking for, but you can still find it. And if you're a first-time home buyer, yeah. there's there's programs that can help get you into it for as little as three percent down. And I, I was going to point out too, uh, for those of you who said, "Wow, twenty-two dollars an hour." Well, twenty-two dollars an hour, uh, if you have a full-time job, translates to uh, that you gross about forty-five thousand a year. Yeah, and that's actually less than the average salary now around here now granted he has scrimped and saved for the last three years living mm-hmm. with his bu- brother just in a, renting a bedroom and the other thing he's doing to help him afford the house is he's got three roommates that are paying each paying him five hundred dollars a month is the four-bedroom home so he's able to do that but yeah it's a sacrifice he doesn't get to live by himself because that would stretch mm-hmm. his budget a little bit but you know, he did it himself. He, we're that's, not giving him choice. money. My wife nice, and I didn't give him any money nice to do house this. With, nice house with roommates or average house by yourself. Yeah. Um, See, I think anybody who knows me knows which one I would choose. Don, I've, I've done it more than once. Don writes in, if the shipping industry would just switch over to battery-powered trucks, all prices for everything would be much, much, much lower. It's ridiculous that we as a society are still using gasoline. We don't need it when there is such an abundance of batteries. People don't understand or don't want to understand. <sighs> Don, I, I don't know how to tell you this so that you can understand. Batteries do not produce electricity. Batteries, and I'm talking battery-operated cars, are storage units for electricity. That electricity has to come from somewhere, whether it be coal, whether it be oil, whether it be nuclear power, whether it be wind or solar power. It doesn't produce its own energy. Naturally running water. Or naturally, yeah, there's another one. So to, to say that, oh, this would be so easy to just do. Second of all, batteries, um, there's a reason why you don't see dozers and big equipment that run on batteries because the weight of the batteries it would take to run big equipment would make it so that it would be impossible to even run the equipment because they take so much power. And it's the same thing for uh, a, a truck battery. A truck battery doesn't just run on the same type of battery that a car battery runs on an electric car does. You, you need a lot more power, and it takes time to charge those things. So it's not something that's just as simple as this. If everybody would just switch over. I mean, it, it almost sounded like... Uh he was saying that you know batteries exist in nature, so just gather them and you know get back to work. Well, and we heard the phone call a little bit earlier this morning that the price of mining um, the lithium for the batteries is mm-hmm. going way up. 
You know, so if it's going to be, it comes back to the supply and demand and what you're willing to pay for, you know, are, are you willing to pay more money for an electric vehicle than a gas vehicle if it costs you way less money to operate a gas vehicle than it does electric vehicle? Probably not, right? I suppose so, yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Our inflation conversation continues. If you want to weigh in, go ahead and give us a call right now. I promise if you're on the line, we'll get to you coming up after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Once again, a couple more segments left in the show. Taking your phone calls and your emails. Easy to get through and be a part of the show by calling us at 208-336-3700. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. If you have a Verizon wireless, just hit pound 670. How easy that is. Uh, you can email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com, or text us. Same as our main number, uh, Paul. Been waiting for a little bit here this morning, being very patient. Appreciate that, Paul. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning to you, too. I enjoy your your show quite a bit. Sometimes I get them all of it, and sometimes I just get parts. Um, yeah, your choice of meat, bacon. I enjoy eating it too, but it's never gotten to the point where I had to have it. So it's not like I've had to give it up. If anything, I had to give it up when I had to give up my teeth. So it's kind of hard to chew bacon <laughs> when you don't have any yeah, teeth. Yeah, that, so. that makes me feel very sorry See, for that's, you. And that's a good practical reason that yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> and I do enjoy eating meat. It takes me a little while longer. But, um, no, this, this Bidenflation that we're all suffering under, I can't believe the guy can't come and cop to anything that he's doing in this administration. The only thing he can tell is that he saved he saved a billion dollars or a trillion dollars, excuse me, from spending it. And I think that was Manchin's doing more than anybody else. And, you know, he reminds me of an opposite of of the Midas touch. And he also reminds me of the opposite of Harry S. Truman where if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. And the other one is the buck stops here. You know, with Biden inflation, we don't have a buck to stop anywhere because we just spent it at the gas pumper in the, in the store to buy some food. Um, so it's not that I have a complaint or a gripe or a bitch. It's just it's it's obvious to everybody, you know, but in, in the only one it's not obvious to is is the guy that's stirring the pot. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate the call. Uh, Stephen Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KPY. Good morning. You know, those heavy equipment, big trucks and stuff, they do have batteries. They have them to start the engine. <laughs> yes. And and they have an alternator to recharge that battery. And if you don't have an alternator to recharge your battery in a uh, battery-powered car, you're going to have a dead battery one day. I mean, you've got to be very diligent to watch your gauge because, and then you have to wait for that battery to charge. I mean, there's so many negatives with uh, EVs that, and you know, I hate to call them EVs. I know they're electric, but you know, your your uh, automotive cars with that burn gas, they have an electric system too. It's an auxiliary system to run the light, the horn, the battery, the charge it, the radio, and that's the important part is the radio. You sit in an electric car with the radio on, guess what happens? It's draining electricity. Yeah. Yeah. It is. 
And, you know, another thing to look at here is uh, are we going to run out of fossil fuels before we run out of rare earth to uh, build battery-powered cars? I've actually heard studies that said that we're going to run out of the rare earth minerals before we run out of fossil fuels. Well, and it makes sense. If fossil fuels were fossil, we'd have used them all by now. That is a waste product of the earth and the the live uh, things that are on it. So it's it's one of the more renewable resources that there is when you think about it. But, you know, you got to be able to think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how renewable it would be, I mean, considering that, you know, how long it takes to, to get to make oil from, well, and you, uh, and from you, those you, sources. And you can't get the dinosaurs to cooperate well, well, anymore. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. All the dinosaurs have been gone. We used them up 50 years ago. Yeah. They're all, they're all, all these new resources. They're all CGI now. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think, I think oil is composed of, uh, 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 animal waste and plant waste. Mm -hmm. It's a waste product. And if we don't, if we can reuse the waste product, look what we do with our uh, sewage. We reuse that. I don't want to, though. For fertilizer. Well, there's there's also some people that use, you know, that sewage and, and burn it as a uh, fuel for vehicles also. Yeah. 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 Thank you for the call, yeah. Steve. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, you wanna, Max and you Boise. Wanna, you want to wear a mask when you ride with them, but yeah. <laughs> Max and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, good morning, gents. Thanks for having me on. Uh, another construction perspective. I chatted up a friend who's still working. I'm retired. Um, he lives in Coeur d'Alene, however, chooses to commute to Southern California to work. And he said, Max, things are really slowing down here. Uh, the 657 that I used to run and he still runs burns 300 gallons of diesel in a 10 hour day. And he said the contractors just uh, can't afford to put fuel in them any longer. So thank you. Wait, for wait, me share wait that. a minute. You said he, he, he commutes. Well, I've known him for 20 years. His uh, wife has a, a high-paying job in uh, Coeur d'Alene, and they have a property there. And uh, so he'll he'll and, live there, so, but he'll travel for long periods of time to go to work in California. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because I mean, like every day he's driving to California to go to work. <laughs> that seems excessive. All right. Got hey, it. Hope to see you tomorrow morning at Huck House. Hey, come on out and join us. Uh, yeah, Huck House hometown breakfast tomorrow morning. Um, and maybe you can get a chance to get those David Spade tickets. Well, once again, not not just Max is invited. Everybody invited to Huck House tomorrow morning for a hometown breakfast. Brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. They'll open at 7 uh, until 10. We'll be there. And then uh, Huck House State in Glenwood. We've got Jackson Country Stomp tickets and also those tickets to see David Spade. You know, those 657s have like almost 600 horsepower. And they right now don't make a battery big enough to run 600 horsepower. Mm-hmm. There's not a battery in the world large enough, powerful enough um, for 600 600 watts of power to operate. That's why you don't see large construction vehicles run on batteries, strictly batteries. They just don't have enough power. Uh, Jonathan in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Jonathan, are you there? All right, I'll put Jonathan back on hold. Maybe he's there and had to go to the use the facilities or something. Who knows? Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, oh. there you are. All oh. right. Right on. Yes. Yes. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I had to touch on that uh, battery-powered everything. Um, 
a lot of people don't stop and realize. You've heard of Newmont, correct? Heard of what? Newmont. That's the mining company in Elko. No, I haven't. Okay, well, they tried to run an electric um, 500,000-ton dump truck, so to speak. It, it didn't work. No? It was a waste of time and money. Uh, like you said, to get the batteries up to speed to be able to run those things, it, it, it's it's a wash. You can't do it. Yeah. And if you look at all the shipping containers, what are they powered with? And all the locomotives, what are they powered with? It's diesel. Diesel, yeah. They all run on diesel. Well, they're, they're trying to... Uh, I just looked up Newmont, and, and they're, uh, they've got a, a partnership with, with, interestingly enough, Caterpillar that we were just talking about, and uh, they're trying to go uh, completely emissions-free within the next couple of years, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to get there right away. No, they're not. Not when you have those big earth movers. Uh, you know, some of their uh, buckets they use to pick the stuff up are... are uh, Five, six, seven, eight yards at a time buckets, you know? Yeah, wow. And they, you can't move that with electricity unless you have um, an inordinate amount of electricity <laughs> yeah. available. Yeah. Thank uh, you for the call, I mean, Jonathan. Locomotives, yeah, locomotives run two diesel motors to power. Mm-hmm. Sometimes more than that. Turbines. Yeah, sometimes more yeah. than that. They never shut them off, except to service them. Right. Thank you for the call, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Uh, JT writes in a text message, 208-336-3700. He writes, uh, for your information, to the nitwits, there cannot and will not ever, ever be a solar-powered solar panel manufacturing plant or a wind-powered wind turbine manufacturing plant. Interesting. Is that, I wonder if that's true. Is it because solar and wind cannot supply enough power? You couldn't have enough solar panels to be able to fully um, electrify a solar panel manufacturing plan? Is that is that what the reason would be? I'm guessing that's what it is. Same with the wind power manufacturing the, plant that you couldn't have enough wind yeah, power the, to manufacture. You're always going to lose a little. Yeah. Interesting. I never thought about that. Isn't it? Isn't it funny, writes in and says, uh, isn't it funny that Idahoans are blaming Democrats for the current economic conditions when 99.9999% exaggeration, Idahoans are Republican, uh, that we're all mad at Biden because he takes no credit for what's going on, but the same number were mad at Trump because he took credit for everything. How's uh, to prove? Can't uh, please everyone all the time like that poor prisoner joke, classic. <laughs> Uh, Bill in Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, you're talking about electric trucks. Just to give you a garbage truck or a natural for electricity. Now, I'll just explain this. If you have 15, and it goes, uh, just take me a second here. If you have, let's just say you have 20 trucks. The, the first way to improve that was to put Alice and Automatics in them. And they run, they shift so much faster than if you had 15 trucks. You could really cut that down to about, oh, let's say 12. 
and you eliminate three trucks and you eliminate bodies and you still get all the garbage picked up because they shift so much faster. Mm-hmm. Well, now, the, now you take this to the next level. These electric are even a refinement of that. So you could take this 12 down to maybe nine and still get the same amount of work done. They run like an eight-hour shift. They got all night to charge them. So they're natural in the garbage trucks. Over-the-road semis have to take all this torque today, and you can't. The drivers have different places to be. There's charging stations. There's no way an over-the-road truck is going to be an electric. Yeah. But certain segments, like the garbage trucks, it's, it's perfect. It's, it just works great. Then some of the garbage trucks are natural gas. And they're, they're, it's, uh, they have to plug them in at night, and it, the trickle is a long time. doesn't matter. The trucks aren't doing anything at night. Yeah, exactly. So that's, a, that's, a, that's a good application, too. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so what I heard you talking about trucks, I thought I'd throw that in for it. Good info. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate right. the information. Thank you. And I, I'm not against electric vehicles. I, I really am not. I, I just the fact that it's trying to be forced on it when it on us when it's not ready yet. Our infrastructure just isn't there. There may be a time in the future that it very well could be that almost all gas vehicles go away. Um, but I just don't think that we're quite there yet. That the technology exists. To as Washington is said that they're going to do by uh, what was it twenty thirty. Um, you'll not be able to buy a vehicle in Washington State, according to the new bill that was signed by oh, with, the governor. Within the next eight years? Yeah, within the next eight years, you will not hmm. be able to buy anything except electric vehicles in the state of Washington. And I, I'm you, just uh, like, there's no way that that yeah, can happen in eight say, years. I was going to say, would you put money on, on that being the I, case by the year 2030? I, I would be willing to put my retirement fund. That it wouldn't be the case. That, it's, that, that that's not going to be the case. The technology is not... I it may also, be better, but it's just not going to be there in eight years for I, everybody in the entire state of Washington to, to not be allowed to buy an, a non-electric vehicle. I also would be willing to risk your retirement fund. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. One more segment on the way. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 952-208-336-3700, pounds, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. i uh, got a couple of minutes in our segment here. Uh, Mark in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. good morning. How are you doing? Good. Got about a minute yeah. here. Hey, real, real quick, two things. Your wife, I've known her for years. Uh, she's worked her fanny off to get where she's at. And, uh, yeah, she doesn't pull favorites. I've known her before you married her, Mike, and she is an awesome person. Two, on the battery, um, what are we going to do with the waste from the battery? Where is it going to go? Well, you just put the batteries that, run out? You just dig a hole and put it in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense. Now, if they want to do electric power for uh, maybe commute, maybe we need to get a, a, a train system between here and Boise. Electric, that would be great. Awesome. Um there's so much in this conversation that a minute won't cover. But uh, anyway, that's my thoughts. It doesn't. They're not dealing with the problem that batteries are going to create. They just think battery is the answer. It's not. Tell me what we're going to do with the waste from the battery. Yeah, don't have, don't add? don't have an answer to it. But thank you, Mark. Yeah, Appreciate it. You bet, guys. Have a great one. Uh, Kevin and Boise got just about a minute for you too. 
Hey there, how are you doing? Good. I'd offer, opposed to solar, I think everything has its place. I'd offer corn-based fuels. Uh, George Norrie recently had David Bloom, an ecological biologist, on that offered that most cars, even post-2001, uh, can actually take 35% ethanol-based fuel. has almost zero emissions. In fact, Marsk, the third largest shipping company in the mm-hmm. world, has recently converted two or three of their ships to fully-based alcohol ships. And 15 of those ships actually equal the world's output and pollution for all the cars and trucks. Yeah, yeah. So taking those off market. So I think you're going to see the shipping industry go to all alcohol-based fuels. Joe Biden is, uh, recently increased it to 15%. Interesting. Is there, that, is there anything that cars. can't be made out of corn? <laughs> I can't well, think of anything. You can actually make alcohol. You can, feed, you can ex- extract the sugar from the corn take the byproduct and feed our cattle mm-hmm. and it will be it's more already been done. because cattle yeah. actually don't cattle actually don't uh, absorb the carbohydrates so it's all waste thank you kevin so appreciate the call fuel. yep appreciate the you call know. great great information uh jody writes in uh how do we get there for electric cars if we don't force the public to buy them how did apple get all of us to the iphone 13 when we were happy and content with our motorola motorola flip phone is it because it's the government instead of a huge worldwide conglomerate that is a miner in the market that's forcing us? What's the best alternative? Um, iPhone, the reason people bought Apple iPhones is because they were so much better than the other phones. Fred says the older gentleman was right. Biden never takes responsibility for any problems. Trump always did. Uh, I, okay, responsibility, not blame, but yeah, responsibility, I would say. Hmm. I think I'm going to go home today and I'm going to have a drink. And I'll spend that time after my drink preparing for tomorrow. Why don't you, why don't you have a Bloody Mary with bacon? That's not, well, I can't afford bacon, remember. Um, tomorrow, don't forget, Huck House Brunchette. It is the hometown breakfast. Cloverdale Plumbing State in Glenwood will be there. We invite you to come on out and join us. Don't forget, we have uh, tickets to David Spade tomorrow. We'll see you then.